Hello and welcome to the Shepherd Walwyn podcast series. My name is Jonathan Brown. Shepherd Walwyn is a campaigning book publisher based in London, England. Our purpose is to uncover and promote new ideas to society's oldest problems. And whilst our specialty is ethical economics, something Anthony Werner, our driving force for over 40 years, has pioneered, we have branched out over the years to other related areas such as the environment and the lives and works of society's change agents. These podcasts promote ideas we're convinced can actually help us build a better society for all of us. So have a listen and be sure to share with your friends if you like them, but also tell us what you think. These are debates we all need to be part of. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Welcome back to the final part of this three-part podcast series with economist and investor Phil Anderson. Now, just a quick recap, Phil wrote The Secret Life of Real Estate and Banking in 2008, which has documented the boom-bust cycles that happen with alarming regularity in US land and property values and has done for the last 250 years. Now, Phil's a very popular speaker and is also the founder of Property Share Market Economics, a subscription service for investors looking for advice on global market movements. Now, in this podcast, we look to the future, building on what we've studied already, and we look at what we can predict is likely to happen based on our understanding of the past. Welcome back, Phil. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, uh, Jonathan. Um, So the last last part of our conversation was taking us up to the present, and we were talking about um, NFTs and the, the current... And you made a link between between um, Chicago speculation, land speculation, and also um, NFTs as well. It's like this has happened before, mm. which is one of the, the key points of your of your book. Um, now we're now going to talk about part three of the book, which is entitled "The Future." Um, and you quote um, one of your you know, the, the the people that you've studied most, I guess, next to the property cycle yeah, and land values, W. D. Gann, yeah. which is there is no new thing under the sun, but that we simply resurrect the old ones. How do I forecast future cycles, you may ask? In order to forecast future cycles, the most important thing is to begin right. For if we have the right beginning, we will get the right ending. You talk in the book about knowledge we've gained along the way, and you talk about the key investment finding. So I wonder if you'd take us through what that is. Well, I I can expand on that even a bit more. Um, Owning of real estate is a government-granted license, effectively. Uh, It it is government-granted in the end. and everybody who lives in the society, we, we agree that um, you know, government can be the ultimate controller. Um, I learned that, as a rule, the speculators, if they lived a life of speculation, they got slaughtered in the finish. Because they all would, if they did well, they all thought they were a genius. They thought they were genius. They thought they made money because they were they were um, the, the genius behind the money making when, when in effect their boat was just lifting with everybody else's as real estate prices continued to go up and the stock market prices continued to go up. If you're on the long side, that's the, the buying side, you can hardly help but not lose. The people that were just speculating and more and more into the speculation, they got slaughtered in the finish. Um, but it, the, the, what I learned following all of the cycles is that there were consistently a few people that bobbed up seemed to come up every cycle and they were the people that that actually ran profitable businesses and then put the surplus profits into real estate and didn't speculate so they were looking at long-term returns and um, you know some of those uh, some of those families are still with us um, 
you're talking generations then and, and you know the, the, whether the children give it away or not or learn the lessons is not for me to say but um, generally after about 14 years up of the real estate cycle um, everybody's speculating at the finish um, the downturn wiped out the speculators that's what you could see and um, I can see that happening again as we move into the middle part of this decade once we get to the peak and then after that um, the speculators will again be wiped out yes so you know the lesson there is um, either know when to get out which I'm not sure anybody really learns uh, or um, build your business on a profitable on a on a re on a on a good reasonable profit building on, on profit as such you know on, on thing on a profit that stands up in good and bad times um, prepare for the downtimes in the good times and um, don't speculate with your don't speculate with your profits and don't get into a business you don't know that's what I learned I think that's part mm. of the knowledge that, we get, that, that, that I gained along the way I just tried to put it in a, in a you know, reasonable written form and you, um, you you mentioned in the you know in the chapter of why the repeat um, the the largely forgotten economist of David Ricardo. Ah oh, yes. And I only I so I did economics at university and I only learnt about Ricardo when I went to Japan, hmm. and they actually studied Ricardo quite a lot. Do they? Um, they? I mean they did. This is back in the nineteen nineties, and okay. so I would actually I actually sat through and stayed awake in my yes. economics lectures when literally nearly all my friends were asleep. Because yeah. the the philosophy in Japan in Japan, you know, as long yeah. as you're present, then that's okay. So you can it's okay to yeah. sleep in lectures. Um, well, it's interesting you mentioned that because um, when I studied Nikolai Kudryadov and his contemporaries in Russia, we're talking 1925. It was the Russian economists that actually understood the capitalist economy better than the capitalist, better than the economists within America. Right. Like, they they had good knowledge of commodity prices and the cycles they knew things went up and down and could actually suggest why this might be the case so uh, it's rather ironic really that the, 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 the Japanese economists the Japanese lecturers might uh, might do that yeah R Ricardo was um, Ricardo's famous for his theory of comparative advantage yeah but he spent which is which essentially is saying that, that trading nations generally do better than non-trading nations. You should trading nations. You specialize in what you can do, and then use the, the funds and the, the ability and the profits from all that to buy in what you can't make. And generally, that will create a better society because you get you you end up with cheaper products with higher wages. That's comparative advantage. So, so I, I came across a um, a paper um, written by you know Keen, the the economist that you got me onto, basically saying that that was essentially a con. We can't that the whole thing around comparative advantage was made up. Um, by a by a scam artist, and then um, I don't know if that was true. I don't know if it was if it was if it was a parody of a parody. I don't no, know, I've but, not. No, Jonathan, I've um, not seen that myself. But there, there, there's no economist that will basically argue against what Ricardo had to say there. It, it, it's been proven correct. Ricardo wrote in the times of the Corn Laws, and the Corn Laws were designed to protect to protect the basically protect the landowners and keep prices high. Yes, whereas it was mm. much better for the workers to introduce, to, to, to bring in uh, things from overseas that made, made prices cheaper while the English could, could, could specialise in what they did best. So the, so the, 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 the section that we're talking about now, the future section, I think, I think for me when I, when, I, when I 
take it. It's actually, so it looks like quite a short section because we're very quickly, you have a, um, I think you have like 60, 70 pages of, yes. of an appendix, right? Yes. And not just, I mean, and you know, your references are, are pretty long um, and they're, but they're introduced by each chapter. So what you actually have is uh, the future and the future starts to this, the part three summarizes the learning of the previous 320 pages and if someone's i think one of the, the benefits of the way that it's written is it's actually is it, it you you just introduce each cycle with such regularity and we get in its in the structures throughout each of the each of the chapters and you know it finishes with the scams which is always the funniest and also the scariest bit oh, as well yeah. but you also in the future you also say right what are the lessons Right, and what looking at all this history, this you know two hundred plus year history of the cycle, which I know officially is America, but it's actually it's a as a it's a, world as a lens now. for the whole thing. Yes, yes. Um, you actually then have really a hundred pages of, um, of of knowledge we gained along the way. You've also got the whole thing about the reliability of the cycle. Why eighteen years? Yes. Um, well, I have to say that because, because what time is it as well? Which I guess is the which is the most. What time is it? And help telling the time. I mean, where are we in the cycle? Yeah. And and also, how can you verify it? And I think that's one of the things that's that's most useful for people. And and I've having seen you present a lot now. Um, there's this whole thing. It's like, guys, do not take my word for it. Use this as a framework and try it out and test it, and then see for yourself and and what it is. And um, the the key the key takeaway from the book is it gives you a structure to understand the system. And the structure the structure is sturdy. It works. Yes, and I ask people to, to, to not believe it just because I say so. Investigate it yourselves and study it yourselves. And, you know, I've had a lot of people come back now and say, yeah, Phil, you know, gosh, I'm, now I can see far yeah. more clearly. You know, I, um, you can see how it pans out. Yeah, you, you really can. And so then that gives you the ability to start to ask yourself, well, where are we now and, and what comes next? Mm. You know, I think... Um, Sometimes uh, I have said to people in the past, people who've said, um, uh, who've read the book and they start reading it again, well, I, I, I tell people, for novice people, if you buy the book, it might be worth starting at the back and working and working backwards. To, so you start at you the know, last chapter and go. And uh, yeah, I think I think if you were so for me, and at the back is actually so if you start with part three, the future, that can give you an overview, especially the clock. So yeah. if someone took actually you know a day or two to look at i mean it's only a short chapter but just to have a look and then think about okay so this is what i've seen because what you draw out with the with the real estate clock is what's consistent with every with every boom bust cycle that's yes. gone before yes. and then you can go back and you can look at and you know, maybe you know yeah. and, and speed through some of the stuff and if yeah. you if you're drawn to a certain part of history or if you know alexander hamilton or the you know if you're from chicago or the sooners or or whatever it's like well you can look at that particular boom bus cycle or florida and mm. and everything else is that it that it's but it's just fundamentally the same it isn't yes. it isn't the location it's actually it's just a it's just, you know yeah yeah um and how we are and then you look at the you know and the appendix of of um you know you talk about the the cantillion effect which i think is that that's the that's the thing about the property isn't it and yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 you know, the, the biggest you know yes and, and i put i put cantillon in there because uh he was 1700 and something or other, right? And he was talking about it back then, and he'd seen how credit works. And he'd seen how credit facilitates uh, the cycle getting higher and stronger and, you know, all the stuff that had to do with it. It wasn't just, uh, well, you just got to be able to put it all together, which is what the book is really trying to do, is to help you put it all together so you can see through it. And, and at the end of the day, make 
profits for yourself from from uh, from the knowledge. Well, and, and also, I mean, I mean, I guess it makes profit from the knowledge, but also know when to get the hell out of the water because there's no there's no safe way of. Well, this of we're playing, in for a big know. one now. I, yeah. I've been saying it for a decade, and I'll, I'm happily to say it again. I still think it's the case. This one coming is big. It's going to be big, and and, and somehow. The cycle seems to have an ability, by the time we get 14 years up, the cycle seems to have an ability to have drawn everybody in, in some new, new thing, almost all the time. And it's drawing more and more people in. And Wall Street has an ability to facilitate, create things that allow us to trade all this stuff and get more and more drawn in until you get the speculators creating a life for themselves, speculating. And by the time we get to, you know, by the time we get to the peak of this this current one, nobody will remember the prior one. You're now going to be, you're now going to have to be a, well, I used to say about forty two. People who are forty two and below, by the middle of this century, by the middle of this decade, to beg your pardon, people who are forty two and below, will have no living memory of a cycle. No professional memory. Right? No prof- yeah. Yes, that's a better way to put it. No professional memory of a cycle because I mean let's face it as students right you know who, who remembers yeah yeah who remembers stuff and even students currently today they'll remember COVID but not the downturn they'll just remember having been locked up um, the stage has been set now there's a whole topic again of lockdowns and what might be coming for the we'll, and you know we'll and so in something else. I'm really glad you mentioned that because there's whilst you can get the essence from um, from the from from this, the third section of the book, The Future, which is the shortest part of the book. Um, what you don't get is the repetition, the sheer repetition and the repeat of never before, never happened, never happened before or since, best we've ever had it. Mm. And every time people every are time. saying that and they're getting every into time. it. And so when you hear the, when you hear someone else saying that or, or when someone says this, we've never had it so good and it's gonna stay good forever, you just know that we're screwed, yeah. right? Because you said, you know what? I've, had, I've actually read Phil's, Phil's 320 pages of that and I've read every single one and it's like, right now, when someone says that, you say, right, let's look for the scams mm. because that's what, in your book, that's what's coming next is when the politician says, this is a, you know, it's never going to, you know, it's going to be like had, this forever. We had a delightful time. We've actually been lucky in this cycle because we've had, we had somebody say at mid-cycle, we had, we had a, uh, we had a president stand up in the end of 2009 early 2020 which Jonathan which you know I said was yeah, highly yeah. likely I said that way before it stood up and said he said we're talking about Mr. Trump of course I have delivered for you the greatest economy the US has ever seen it's the best you've ever had yes that's going to happen again you know this time it happened this time we got one mid-cycle um, we don't doesn't always happen like that um, but you know, heavens, well, a few people might be. We, we might know in a few years if he gets back in. If he comes back in two thousand twenty-four, he's going to say it again. He is going to say it again. It's absolutely certain if he's in a position to do it. And um, that's when you know. You know, he's. Oh, heaven, he's oh, it's just all. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's you know. It's uh, because that's that's just representative of the cycle. Because the cycle at the top looks safest it looks the best we've all got money we're all working we're all creating stuff what they don't tell you is that half of it's built on credit well it's got to be it's got to be more now i mean so i just look at okay so when we look at the um you know the last the last cycle one of the things that you learn 
from reading your book is the chastening or the, the humility exercise that the bankers go through. That when we joked about in 1793, the bankers say, no, that, you know, we can, we can regulate ourselves. Yeah. And that one. But there's, there's also there's some level, there's, there's a few years of repentance um, and they're grateful to some extent of being bailed out, and it's like, and they they, they doff their caps to the to the you know the government and the citizens who who saved them from collapse. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this last one, it, even in two thousand eight nine, the people who got bailed out were already lording it over everybody else, and they're utterly unrepentant. Well, not only and just getting out some it. of them, they, they actually bought the stuff that they'd been they bought back at far cheaper prices. The stuff that they'd been bailed out of, it, it was it was unbelievable. Nobody said anything, you know. So yeah, so we don't even have the repentance. And 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 now we've got the level of borrowing that we're running into this in this cycle at this stage of the cycle. That, as far as I'm aware, is unprecedented. As a, you know, in the UK, we've just had a budget, and and there is this, there there is genuine. It's not there's not a magic money tree. There's a magic money tree forest. Yeah. Because there must be to be able to do to do what they're doing. This this socialist conservative government which is spending money that they, 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 they can't believe they're going to be paying it back mm. I mean because there's just there's just so much of it yeah well there's a, there's, there's a Pandora's box of stuff in there JB we should um, we should do another session at some point and, <laughs> and um, go through some of this stuff perhaps we perhaps we do it you know uh, a lot of stuff I could talk on that you know I, I probably I can't get into in public sometimes and I you know my subscribers know what we talk about and I give them a great perspective of my stuff, of historical stuff about how I see things and and um, you know the conspir- conspiratorial nature of of um, some of these things. We can do that for another topic, perhaps. Well, do you know, and yeah, I mean, and perhaps maybe that's your maybe that's your your next book. I'm just um, I'm just thinking about the the, you know, the other way in which. So when you look at the um, the emotions of the of the market because that's really what we're talking about this there wasn't it is how why people forget yeah. when they get you get so euphoric and you get so into this is amazing everybody's wealthy and we're all gonna this is gonna be we're all gonna live forever and yeah. um and it's like, and what is it that you you've done to apply this lessons the learning that you've, you've you've shared in the book so that you then stay stay at a level of detachment and um, that allows you to see where we are and and what's well, coming it, next it's a funny thing this is where the works of W.D. Gann, William Gann, have been so helpful. Um, he shows you how markets turn the opposite way to the emotion. So all the big riveting Yahoo stuff comes out at the top and that it turns because there's no Yahoo stuff left to come out. This happens on short term, long term, just depends on um, what sort of time frame we're talking about. And then uh, often when the bad news, the really serious news hits the front pages, um, that's when the market turns back up. And then Gann had the unique ability of being able to show that you can line up those tops and bottoms and if they're higher or lower or whatever direction they're taking, um, this can tell you what uh, what the real professionals are doing with their money. Um, I'd recommend people study Gann in, its, in, his, in his basic books. Um, very uh, complementary to what goes on within the real estate cycle. And um, for example, just to give you one example in a longer term basis, throughout 2010, 2011, 2012, the economic news got, got persistently worse, but stock markets around the world were making higher lows, which was telling you that we were preparing for another real estate cycle, we were preparing for higher prices, despite the fact that the economic news got worse. 
and that happens. There's a, there's a, it's, 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 it's quite scientific in an emotional behaviour. That happens because stock markets have a have a unique sense of being able to. They're always looking forward, and the news that you're reading now is already priced into the market months back. And once you get to see some of that stuff, um, it, you can start to work your way through it through, through the economy. It doesn't become so confusing. Mm. And that's uh, you know I try, again I tried to bring that out of the book in a longer term sense with, with emotions in the in the real estate cycle. So I guess yes. what what you're doing there is you're being adding more nuance to the shorter term yeah. cycles rather than just the longer term eighteen yeah. eighteen nineteen year cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then it's actually well this is a, and I guess it's you know from a investment or yeah. or trading point of view you can yeah you it's can funny look at you know as well. um, Jonathan I, I'm probably famous for my. Uh, real estate book that I've done, but actually, you know, I'm, I'm a trader at heart. I actually work harder in stock markets than anything else. And these days, I'm lucky enough to have to assist in the running of uh, my own fund with a, a couple of people. So it gives me the chance to start practicing all the stuff I've been preaching, um, even though, you know, personally, I've done well. Um, now with the fund, it's been uh, useful to start and, and stuff, and we've been going quite well. Uh, so so yeah, so um, emotions, you know, it's a, I just, I try to show people and put it into practice and it's just funny how I get known for the um, real estate stuff when I, I actually do far more for my subscribers working with uh, stock markets and GAN and And is that where you might be, you might be going next and that you might, could you, would you, because you would, you would, you'd, you were talking in the in our first conversation around how you came to write the book, and it's like well, you'd already written a lot of it to your subscribers. Yeah. It's what you were working on already and helping people to see, but now you're working on on trading and investment and and WD Gan. Is that then? Is that your next book then? Uh, Jonathan, I've got six or seven books in my head that need to be written. I hope I get time to. I hope they come out. Um, but uh, the stuff I really want to do is concerned with, uh, which I've mentioned before. I think. Um, abolition of government and citizens' dividend stuff, because I think that's more radical. Um, if I may say, I hope this doesn't sound flippant, but um, I have, I've been lucky enough, I think, I have to some extent, I've found the answers to, and the answer isn't 42, um, I've found answers. They may not be your answers, they may not be the, the listeners' answers, but I've found the answers for me, and it's been... It's been very um, taking away all the stress, and you know, I needed I needed to get that understanding. Um, I'm not saying I've been able to live by some of what I've found, but um, I can see them now, and it just gives you a great um, perspective. You know, I can see it through all the bullshit of politicians, and you can see the bullshit of the real estate cycle, and you can see how it all it's built on credit and sand. And um, just when you think it's right at the top and everything's perfect, that's when it'll reveal its other side um, and we've just got a system that's built on suckering everybody in uh, we all get carried away we live on our emotions um, and uh, I think for the young people coming through it's, it's gotten worse because they're not seeing any great perspective we're all stuck on our screens and all you can see is the little stuff and um, you know I hope that uh, they'll start to see the bigger stuff coming through um, where they get that perspective and just start to see the, the the wood for the forest, um, so to speak, you know, if that makes um, sense for people. So, uh, you know, um, answers the answers, can't say they're the answers, but um, they're my answers. So, 
in some sense I've moved a little bit away from I'm finished with the real estate cycle I, I'm I've moved on in a sense uh, I want to do stock market stuff and put that more into practice but I, what I really want to do is um, is uh, detail detail for people who are who want to see it um, the total abolition of, of government so that uh, people can see that we don't need government um, we don't need to have government in a functioning society society will function better without government completely they'll function far better with with selected representatives that are not paid to do what they do they should be part of the local scene and part of the local community so that uh, the community gets what they want from their selected um, uh, leaders shall we say perhaps we might not call them leaders but we'll call them representatives appointed to make uh, to meet with uh, to make proper decisions based on the communal uh, effort but it, but in fact if we if we abolish government and collected the rent and make it a citizen's dividend the the answer the, the solutions would become obvious we, the, the, the problems will solve themselves it wouldn't need it wouldn't need representatives um, to do that because people would see the harder they work the more rent gets created the more there is to distribute the wealthier we are the more that gets created the more that gets distributed the wealthier we even become even more um, it's abundance hmm. that's 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 just what I hope people will, will people uh, some people see that when they read the book you know they read the chapter about why to repeat and and we talk a little bit about Canberra it's all there yeah and so so we've got there so you're, you're doing stuff with your subscribers yes um, on um, trading and yes. applying the insights that you've got into to making money in the markets yes. what you're also working about is in the whole thing that I think with the citizen dividend is actually how to have the society that we really ought to have had from the start had well, we not people want yeah had the land not been enclosed and had yes. the had the well being been being kept by all of us um, then there would have been prosperity for everybody rather than you know, prosperity for a few and poverty yeah. for the rest of us. Yeah, well, for the speculators until we get to the top. Yes, and then we all blame government instead of our own behaviour. And the and the yeah, the subscriber stuff is is what is where property share market economics now. Yes, if you just go to propertysharemarketeconomics.com uh, and have a look around, there's plenty of free stuff there. And if you feel so obliged, uh, you're welcome to go behind the scenes and hear from me directly. Um, you know, it's it's not expensive. I don't charge a lot, uh, but you'll get to see a lot more of the cycle and what I've written uh, currently and recently. Um, and you'll get you'll get to meet and share with like-minded individuals, um, many of whom have gone on to create some serious money. Um, I have myself at times. Um, you'll get to you'll get to see and connect with and deal with um, people like that who have come to understand the cycle and see it for what it is um, created stuff um, and gone on to do great things for themselves it's been really pleasing for me to see mm. great and the book's still available I've heard a rumour that there, there might be an update uh, I hope so it'll be an e-book update I think uh, that's not far away I've been working on it the past few months probably a few subscribers currently might have seen me a bit quiet of late uh, I've just been trying to, trying to put things together but I need to be a little careful with it because it does I, I want it to again I want it to stand like the book has so the update will have some specific forecasting that I'll be talking a little bit about as we go into 2026 and um, what I think might happen after that 
um, and perhaps a little bit about how to handle it and things because I get a few questions like that. So, so yes, but uh, these things need to be thought about so I get the perspective. And gosh, you know, we are getting lots of new stuff coming through now too. Plenty to do. Great. Phil, thanks for your time. Awesome. It's been great talking. Thank you so much for listening to this mini-series with Phil Anderson, author of The Secret Life of Real Estate and Banking. Now, if you'd like to find out more, be sure to buy the book at shepherdwalwin.com or at all good bookshops. And also be sure to check out his site at www.propertysharemarketeconomics.com. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to the Shepherd Walwin podcast. To explore these ideas further, be sure to visit our website, www.shepherdwalwin.com and join our mailing list for news and special offers. Check out our authors and buy the books to learn more. And you can also find us on social media. Links are also on the website. And if you like the podcast, please head over to iTunes or Spotify to give us a review. It's surprisingly helpful in getting the ideas out there. So until next time, keep reading. <laughs>